Well, it's so good to see each of you today, and uh, I hope that you are enjoying our wonderful weather. Miss Glenda's, oh, you're cold, Miss Glenda, aren't you? Yeah. Well, it's beautiful outside, I'm glad that you're here. If you have your Bibles, turn with me to the book of Colossians found in the New Testament, the book of Colossians, chapter 1. I'd like to read verses 9 through 14. It'll be up on the screen. Uh, Or you can follow along in your Bible, Colossians chapter 1, beginning with verse 9. For this reason also, since the day we heard this, we haven't stopped praying for you. We are asking that you may be filled with the knowledge of his will and all wisdom, and spiritual understanding, so that you may walk worthy of the Lord, fully pleasing to him, bearing fruit in every good work, and growing in the knowledge of God, being strengthened with all power according to his glorious might, so that you may have great endurance and patience, joyfully giving thanks to the Father, who has enabled you to share in the saints' inheritance in the light. He has rescued from the dominion of darkness and transferred us into the kingdom of the Son, the kingdom of the Son he loves. In him we have redemption, the forgiveness of sin. In this passage of Scripture, we find Paul writing the church at Colossae. Now, Paul had that experience in his life where his life totally changed. And it changed because Jesus Christ came into his life. Paul, at this time, was a prisoner. This is one of the, what they call the prison epistles, uh, one of the, the, the letters that he wrote while he was in prison. Now, Another interesting thing, not only was he in prison when he wrote this, but at this point he had not been to Colossae himself. He was writing this letter because reports had come back to him that the Christians in Colossae were struggling. They had heard the message of Jesus Christ and many believed it. But there were those who were spreading falsehoods. They were spreading different things. If you want extra powers, you need to do this. If you you want to obtain this, you need to do this. And, And Paul was trying to remind them of the importance of allowing their strength come to their strength to come from God. You know, in our lives, we will face many different things in this coming year. And at a lot of times, our first reaction is to do them out of our own ability, our, our own strength. That's just our natural way of doing things. But let's face it, in this coming year, there will be things that we face or encounter that we will not be able to overcome just with our strength. Paul here is is reminding them and praying for spiritual growth in their life. He was praying that they would grow spiritually in their life and be filled with the knowledge of his will, of God's will. There's a lot of things that want to get inside of us. There's a lot of things that want to, to come into our lives. And Paul was praying that they would be filled with the knowledge and wisdom and spiritual understanding. And so Paul prayed this 
so that they would receive the blessing that they needed. Now, another interesting thing as we look at this passage of Scripture this morning. Well, how many of you... Well, I mean, how, how do I want to put this? Well, let me ask you this way. Are you still comfortable climbing a ladder? Are you still comfortable, and I've got some laughter over here, climbing a ladder? Anybody? There's a few. Okay. All right. Now, not many of you rose your hand in, in this service. The first service, they, they did. But, but, you know, climbing a ladder. Some, some of you are thinking, well, preacher, how tall is this ladder? Right? You know, we got a ladder outside. Preston, how tall is that one, that, the big one we got? Twelve feet to the top. Now, some people would say, oh, I'd go up that. I can tell you right now, I'm not. Okay. It, it, it's, it's about nine feet too high. Okay. So some people would say, well, preacher, well, how tall is that ladder? Other people would say, well, what kind of ladder is it? Is it one of those ladders that's been passed down through generations that should be hung up on a wall as an art ornament but never climbed on? You know, you'd say... Do you know now when you buy a ladder, they'll tell you how many pounds are supposed to be on it? Or how many pounds it's good for? Some of us don't stand a chance. But I got a ladder. It's three foot tall. And it'll hold me. That's a a heavy duty ladder. Yeah. It'll hold me. I can put all my weight on that sucker. But you know, ladders are interesting. Now, Isn't it interesting that if there was a ladder in this building right now, which there will be probably later on today, right? Guarantee. You know who's usually some of the first to get up that ladder? Children. It's just like it calls them, right? And if you keep your backs turned, they'll be all the way 12 feet high. And then they got to come down. And, and that, that's a different story. But, 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 but for some of us, climbing ladders is something that we've given up. So, you know, I used to do that. One step's good for me. But in this prayer, Paul was trying to show the, the people at Colossae. He said, continue your spiritual growth. You never reach a point in your life where you're done. Where you just no longer grow He said, you need to continue growing and growing in the right way. We need to be controlled by the fullness of God. And we need to to allow ourselves to be led by the obedience and the moral excellence that God provides. There's a pastor friend that recently moved and him and his wife are in in a new house. And they have a two-story home. And uh, on each step, not, not, not the part that your foot goes on, but that where your toes hit. What is that called? The what? Okay, I trust you. I, I didn't hear you. I'm sorry. But that part, they, they wrote like one word was obedience. Another word was trust. Another 
word was mercy. So that each time, I don't know, maybe there was a mercy getting up this step. I don't know. But, you know, each time they were reminded of different qualities of God, of his love, of his mercy. Okay. Well, as we take steps in life, and we do. One of the first steps that we need to see is we take this ladder of faith or this ladder of God's grace. The first step, that first step should be forgiveness, forgiveness of sin. Because let's face it, this is the first thing that we need to consider. If we're not forgiven, we're never getting to heaven. So the first step is forgiveness. And you say, well, how do I get that? We receive forgiveness when we ask Jesus Christ to come into our life and to be our Savior and Lord. When we we seek and take our sins and lay them before him and say, Lord, come into my life and I repent of my sins, as Brother Preston was talking about a moment ago, and we seek and forgiveness comes when we do that. Sometimes Baptists get things all cockeyed and crazy. And, you know, and sometimes I, I recently heard where they said, well, you, we don't get forgiveness until we get to heaven. Well, guys, that's not what I read in my Bible. Forgiveness is the first step of headward, going to heaven, going heavenward. And forgiveness is something that we receive when we ask Jesus Christ to come into our life. And until we get that forgiveness of our sins... We haven't advanced one step. The first step is forgiveness. Have you been forgiven? You see, if, if, if you're going up that ladder and haven't been forgiven, then you're wasting your time. The first step is forgiveness. Now, I know there's macho men sometimes. They see a ladder and they try to jump up on it. You know, skipping the first two rungs. They just jump on on. But let me tell you. When we're going towards that spiritual goal, the first step is forgiveness. The second step is redemption. We have been redeemed through the blood of the Lamb. It means to buy something back. You see, when an article is taken out of the pawn shop, it is said to be redeemed. And and when redeemed, it is out of the hands of the broker and into the hands of the purchaser, the old pawnbroker to whom he had sold ourselves is for naught. In other words, we are no longer in the hands of the devil when we have been redeemed by the blood of God. We need to see that in our steps, in our ladder, forgiveness and redemption are some of the first two steps that we must take. Now, this third step, in the King James, it uses in this prayer, it uses the words, He has translated us into the kingdom of the dear Son. Translated. When we think of translation or translated, we, we're thinking from one language to another, right? I mean, that, that's what I think of. But you see, when we, when we realize that we've only been redeemed and, and only redeemed ones can grow in this kingdom. In other words, we are being translated, we are being moved from one kingdom of life to another, the kingdom of death, which is Satan, into the kingdom of heaven. And that only can be done by the grace and glory of God. Now, 
If you go, if some of you, if you fly a lot, airport gift stores are always abound with little gifts for you to take home. Right now, if you go out of RSW, you go to some of the shops, they have little orange trees, maybe that's one, boxed up in a box. So you can go back to Bismarck, North Dakota, and take that orange tree with you. Well, let me tell you something. That little orange tree ain't going to make it. It doesn't translate well. It doesn't like Bismarck, North Dakota. It's too cold. Then you go up there, and they have their popular trees from up north, and you bring them down here. And what happens? The heat kills them, right? I mean, dead. Some things don't translate. Some things just don't move from one area to the other. Let me tell you, if you and I tried to do this, tried to go from the kingdom of death to the kingdom of life, it wouldn't work. But God is saying, let me move you from the place of death to the place of life. And when he does it, it works. Guys, look around. You say, well, I don't know if it works. But you know, by the grace of God, a sinner can be translated into a saint. Now, that's going to be a tremor in the force today. I don't know if y'all know this. But the saints are playing, the New Orleans Saints. They're in the playoffs. That city is on edge. Win or lose, you're going to hear, you're just going to feel something today. You're just, you're just going to. Now, God is not going to transform you into one of those in New Orleans, and you don't want to be. But by the grace of God, a sinner can be translated into a saint. I, I want us to see this morning that, that, that where, we're grow, where are we growing? Sometimes we're growing for the devil. And let me tell you, that, that will never produce fruit. Or are we growing for the kingdom of God? The next thing that I want us to see that Paul brings out in this prayer is deliverance. Deliverance from the power of darkness. I believe that we as Americans miscalculate, miss, we miss it when it comes to the power of darkness. We think, oh, that's no, that's no problem for us. We live in America. Darkness is all around us. Spiritual darkness. Is all around us. It takes just a moment for that spiritual darkness to get a get a, get an element. It's just like as fast as Mister Preston puts in that ladder this afternoon, there'll be a child up it before you can blink. It's that fast sometimes. But God says, "I am here to deliver you from the power of darkness." You know, sometimes we don't realize how powerful it is, how dangerous it is, how it can get a hold of us before we realize it. We, we, we need to see that, that God is there ready to deliver us. But we're saying, oh God, I, don't worry about it. I, I've got this. But God, be careful. God is saying, 
let me deliver you from this before it gets such a hold on you. Not that it's impossible for God to do later, but let God do it now. Get rid of it now. Another thing that's brought out in this prayer, in the, in the King James, it uses the word partakers. Made partakers of the inheritance of the saints in light. Partakers, not purchasers. You say, well, Brother Frank, what, what is a partaker? You heard the, the phrase, we, we reap because we have sown, or we win because we have triumphed. We are partakers. By those that won, we are partakers in Christ. We, we actually didn't do it, but we are part of. Being part of the kingdom of God, we are partakers. Part of this wonderful kingdom. And sometimes, again, we do not realize what we have in that. We think, oh, well, that's just, that's great. I'm, I'm glad that that's part of it. Right, guys, that's all of it. That's everything that we need. We also need to see that what Paul was trying to inform the church at Colossae, he said, look, don't just depend upon your own strength. Seek the strength of God. The world reminds us that we are still in a place of weakness, in a place of work, in a place of welfare. But strength with all our might. God wants to to help us, give us the strength that we need. The strength that is spoken here is, is the type of manifested patience and long suffering and you know, today the word I hear a lot of times is that we get restlessness. We're short-tempered. We are have signs of weakness. Every, every one of us in this room this morning has some sort of weakness. Every one of us. None of us are exempt from that. Do you think we need guidance or strength to help with those weaknesses in the coming year? I know I do. And something else I've learned through the years, Satan knows those weaknesses too, doesn't he? Have you noticed that's where Satan attacks you first? In those weaknesses that he knows that you struggle with? That's where he attacks first. And so what God is saying and what Paul was saying to the church at Colossae, he said, let me strengthen you. Let the strength of the Lord fill you. Guys, we can't do it on our own. And then the next rung on the ladder, as we take each of these rungs, be fruitful. And every good work, the work of Christ has brought the possibility of a successful life, to be fruitful in all that we do. We talked about that last week. And then be filled. Be filled, what did the scripture say? It said, be filled with the knowledge of, of his will and all wisdom and spiritual understanding. We need to be filled. Now, kind of like that old saying, we're going to be filled with something. It might be hot air. <laughs> it might be Miss Glenda's coconut cream pie. 
But are we going to be filled with the light that matters? Are we going to be filled with the wisdom that matters? Are we going to be filled with the things that are going to help us in the coming year? Guys, as we step up the ladder, if we're not willing to hear what God has called us to do, the first step is to imply forgiveness. Lord, forgive me. And then the first part that we do is we confessed. So when Paul said, for this reason, since the day we heard, we haven't stopped praying for you. Paul had never seen him, but Paul had heard, and he had not stopped praying. We ask that you may be filled with the knowledge of his will and all wisdom and spiritual understanding so that you may walk worthy of the Lord. I don't know about you, but I hope that's our prayer, isn't it? Shouldn't be. We want to walk worthy of the Lord, fully pleasing to him, bearing fruit in every good work and growing in the knowledge of God. Growing in the knowledge of God. Have we reached the point that we know it all? Let's not answer that. But, but have we, do we know all the knowledge of God? No. Let's continue to learn about God's knowledge. Let's pray. Most gracious Heavenly Father, Lord, we thank you for your love and your, Lord, how you are there for us. Lord, as we read this letter in First Colossians, I mean, in Colossians chapter 1, Lord, may we be reminded of the love that Paul had experienced in his own life. And now as he shared with his brothers, Lord, of how he was sharing with them to, where to find strength, where to take those steps in life and where those steps would take them. Lord, may we also do that. Lord, thank you for loving us. Thank you for providing for us. But Lord, we also need to see the importance of relying upon you. We can't do it all by ourselves. But looking to you in all things, Lord, we just thank you. In your son's name, amen.